From Amazon best-selling author and journalist Remzo W. Martinez comes a new novel asking you how far you're willing to go to succeed if it means losing yourself in the process. How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship follows operative Art Brown as he attempts to build a reputation in the blood sport of politics. But that's not all. The story also goes back in time to the civil rights era to show you how a progressive judge once endorsed by the NAACP went on to become one of history's greatest villains. A clash between House of Cards and Hunter S. Thompson, this book has enough comedy, romance, and twists and turns, of course, to keep you hooked regardless of where you sit on the political aisle. How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship by Remzo W. Martinez is available today on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Click the link in the show notes to go ahead and get your copy of How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship by our good friend, Remzo W. Martinez. And now, on to the show. Brian Nichols, you're a great man with some great ideas, a great podcast. Do you see why he's my favorite libertarian people? (laughs) Yes. He's full of common sense and wisdom. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. Today I am joined by easily one of the best of the best, Matt Kibbe. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. It's good to be with you. By the way, let me take a step back and say I love what you're doing. I love the conversational style, and it's a combination of good fun and serious ideas. I love the fact that your show's doing what it does, and, and this is how we win the future. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. There's so many things that we can do to make America freer and the world better and safer and more peaceful. Everybody has the responsibility of trying to help to do that. You know, what you're doing with your podcast is a perfect example of, you know, you're doing this as a labor of love and for the cause, and that is exactly what we have to have. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. You know what time it is. No, it's not just time for The Brian Nichols Show. It's Christmas, because this is the last episode of The Brian Nichols Show you will hear before the wonderful time of Christmas comes around where you get to spend some time with your family and friends, and hopefully you get to enjoy the holiday season. I know I'm certainly looking forward to it, so I hope you guys are as well. And uh, who is this? Of course, guys, if you are a longtime listener, you know my voice. Brian Nichols here of The Brian Nichols Show. And to you new-time listeners, this might be a little bit of a different episode. Um, and for you long-time listeners, you'll you'll appreciate this, I guess I, I, I'd say as well. Um, so today I'm going solo. Uh, and I wanted to kind of do a, a quick one-on-one episode with you guys, um, you know, kind of do a quick look back at the, uh, you know, the past year we've had, but also, um, you know, answer some questions from the audience. I, I did a quick uh, tweet over there to ask if you guys had any questions about the news that you wanted to hear uh, my perspective on. So I got a couple of a uh, couple of responses there from good friends of the show. So we'll go ahead and dig into those. Um, and like I mentioned, I've been, I've been wanting to do this, guys. I, I haven't had the chance to. What I wanted to do was to be able to go ahead and and read through some of the reviews that you guys have, have gone and put on Apple Podcasts. I always ask you guys to do that, and uh, shame on me, I haven't had the chance to actually go ahead and do it. Um, so I, I did want also you know start uh, with with you know reading some of those and and you know giving some special thanks to the folks who went out of their way to do that. 
So uh, I guess we'll get started. On to the show! No, I'm just kidding. It's just me. Uh, so let's kind of start over here um, with with looking at some of the reviews you guys have gone out of the way to do uh, over on, on Apple Podcasts. So uh, first one from Primal Guy. Five stars. Appreciate it. Not just a political show. I like the fact that Brian will branch out from out, uh, out from time to time and dive into subjects outside of politics. Yes, climate change can be a very difficult, uh, very, I'm sorry, very political. But when you interview an expert without a political agenda, it takes on another form. Primarily, you can listen to the information and make your own decisions which is how it should be thanks brian and keep up the good work from primal guy thank you so much uh and hey you know that's one thing we, we do try to do right is to reach um people who i will 100 percent admit are smarter than me on a particular topic uh so why would i want to give my you know non-expert opinion while I can get an expert's opinion um and yeah hopefully you guys you can look back at some of the episodes we've had here just this past year, um, you know, Steve Malloy. It's, it's, I think that's particularly the conversation that they're discussing here in the uh, the review. Um, you know, Steve Malloy, he's from JunkScience.com, and he's a you know very uh, big voice out there in terms of uh, being against the anthropogenic climate change argument. So I wanted to ask his opinion. But if you even go back even further, um, you know, I, I had a great conversations from liberal friends um, who you know are are in you know they had their degrees in biology. Um, I think both bachelors and masters um so i dare say are experts as well uh and to kind of get their perspective so then i just want to get you guys um the opportunity to listen to the different arguments that are presented make your own uh decisions hey what's the the, what's the 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 saying we have here Uh, educate enlighten and inform uh so i mean that's hopefully what you get from those episodes um from dennis 848 brian nichols is amazing oh well thank you uh he has has the ability to speak out on topics with many different views to come to a better understanding of what is happening also brings in many different people with many different political beliefs uh thank you dennis 848 uh that's actually one of the again the the main focuses of the show is to not have just one particular voice that that's all you hear now granted you you are gonna get a a perspective that's gonna be more libertarian that's that's because I'm the host of the show, and it's my show, damn it. So I'm going to give you my opinion. Um, because why else have a podcast if you're not going to give people your opinion? Um, so no, but yes, I, I try to focus on bringing people onto the show who are who are different. Um, I, I've had <laughs> Keith Rubino on my show back, uh, I believe it was towards the end of last year, um, and I did an episode, it was uh, Ask a Democratic Socialist. Um, actually, maybe it was in February. I, I think it was in February. Um, and in that episode with, with Keith, it was definitely, I don't want to say difficult, but it was just, it was an uncomfortable conversation because you're trying to, to, you know, poke and prod at somebody's own political beliefs, but also kind of their own world beliefs. This is their own you know view of the world. And we're, we're kind of dismantling that before their eyes. And, um, you know, you can kind of feel it happening when you're having the conversation. I, you know, I, I think Keith and I left, uh, the, the show both agreeing that we both understood each other's positions more. Um, you know, I, I dare say that hopefully, you know, I laid out some of the libertarian or just, you know, the, the small L libertarian liberty, free market, you know, anti, um, authoritarian arguments that we make here in the show. Hopefully I made those, um, are, are articulately enough <laughs> to, to, you know, get the point across. Um, but, um, but when I say it was uncomfortable is because I, I, it is, it's, it's sometimes challenging to have those kind of conversations with people, um, because the, the natural instinct, the natural inclination is to kind of couple with people who you share a similar belief set with. It's easier because you're not having to then, you know, constantly reevaluate your own beliefs. You, you have people who are reaffirming your beliefs and, um, you know, it's, it's hard for people, <clears throat> excuse me, it's hard for people 
both on the right and on the left, to get out of those comfort zones and actually start talking to people outside of their own echo chambers. And that's something that I've really, again, made a point to do here on the show, um, whether it's from the left, from the right. I mean, I've had, you know, I back what, two uh, episodes, or I'm sorry, two months ago or so. Um, my friend Thomas, he, he, you know, very social conservative and, you know, arguing in, in favor of a world pre um, a, a Birchfell, uh, which would, you know, obviously get rid of um, same-sex protection under the, the Supreme Court uh, ruling. So, you know, it's it's important, I think, again, to have those conversations because at least we can better understand where the other people are coming from. Uh, let's see. Uh, thoughtful and respectful from Phoenix Blaze. It's not very often you come across a podcast that is so directly political yet goes out of its way to avoid being vitriolic. He's a great great and respectful even when disagreeing, and this, uh, this more liberal-minded dude can listen and enjoy a different point of view. Keep going, man. Uh, again, like I mentioned, that's I think that's how we honestly will help hopefully change some people's hearts and minds is to be respectful to the other side. I mean, and I'll, I'll hear Chris over at the big uh, channel, We Are Libertarians, say quite often that, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of go out of your way to just be in attack mode and and you just go after people because that's how you 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 move up it your 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 um your, your clout if you will and that's something that you know I have made a point not to, to do at all <laughs> I mean I look to as a you know as, as a, a host, but also as I think, you know, an advocate in the liberty movement is to really focus on building bridges out to people and, and talking to people that, you know, we otherwise wouldn't talk to. And you have to do so with, you know, a, a truly, you know, clean slate. You cannot assume anybody's intentions. You cannot assume anyone's beliefs. You, it's good to kind of walk through their beliefs with them and kind of help, help them explain to you why they believe what they believe and how they got to where they are in that thought process. And I think what you're going to find is truthfully, there's not too much difference in the, the belief, the sentiment. We don't want to see poor people. It's just a matter of how do we help get rid of, you know, people being stuck in this, this, you know, never ending you know, poverty cycle. It's not that we want to see pollution it's, it's more so, well, what, what do we want to see that's going to be the most successful in helping curb pollution? Um, so it, it's good to, to kind of change those, those arguments and change the mindset um, and just kind of make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, let's see here. Here, last one. <laughs> this is a great segue, too. I, if I do say so myself, this is from ShiftDog420. Uh, great show. Please get a pop filter. Well, that right there is going to be a test if uh, if your your suggestion works. I did, in fact, this is the first episode of me using a pop filter. I'm going to say it again, pop filter. And hopefully those peas are not popified. Um, but here's here's a Shift Dogs review. Uh, I just started listening to the show and I love it. One thing I suggest you please get a pop filter for your mic to keep some of those really loud P sounds out of the audio. Uh, they're super cheap and will help a lot. Looking forward to con- uh, looking forward to continuing and listening to your show. Hey, great suggestion. And again, I told you guys, I read all these suggestions. Uh, I read all the comments and that's why I want to make sure that I, I'm showing you guys. I do listen and that, uh, you know, we, we listen to what you guys are liking, what you guys are not liking. Hopefully, you know, over the past uh, if you, you know, I gotta say, I guess the past year or so, you guys have noticed a dramatic increase in audio quality. You've noticed a dramatic increase in uh, in the, the the people we're bringing on the show from all walks of life. Um, and that's that's because of you guys reaching out and saying, you know, hey, I would love to see this, or hey, your audio has been bouncing all over the place. 
I mean, let's take the audio specifically, right? Um, I actually had reached out to uh, to Chris Spangle over at the uh, We Are Libertarians Network, and he, again, is our, our dear leader. If you are a fan of the show, I'm sure you know Chris is the dear leader for the We Are Libertarians Network. Um, so anyway, I reached out to Chris because Chris's professional job is, is in radio and, and in you know audio. And uh, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, what's a good mic to get next? And he goes, are you looking to get a new mic? And I was like, honestly, Chris, you know, my mic I have, it works, it, it's, by, it's, it's getting old. And it's, it, I can hear it starting to die, the audience hears it, so I'm just looking to get a new mic. Um, and he goes, well, actually, you know, one of our Patreon uh, supporters gave us a mic, um, and I'm apologizing at the advance here, because uh, I cannot remember his name, and, but that's how I got a new mic was because, I mean, number one, I listened to what you guys were, were, you know, giving me for feedback. I asked Chris and then, you know, I mentioned that you guys are truly what keeps the lights on here. I, I'm not kidding. I mean, mics are expensive. Uh, so to have, you know, one of you guys go out of the way to, to do something like that, just actually buying a mic, not just taking some of the, you know, the, uh, the Patreon dollars and, and going to buying a mic, but actually somebody gave us a mic. Um, you know, that's helping me to be able to do better shows, um, to produce better uh, content and hopefully give you guys shows that you can, you know, listen to and walk away from feeling that, yes, you've been educated, enlightened, and informed. I, I know how cheesy it sounds to say that over and over and over again, but that's why I do this. I mean, I want you guys to be able to walk out and be the smartest person when you're at work at the water cooler. I want you guys to be able to have a conversation with somebody and feel like, hey, you know what? We, we, I got this information down and, and we, the collective, you know, liberty movement, we got this. Like we're, we're our arguments are right. Our, our arguments are moral. Like they make sense in the battle place of ideas. So the more ammunition I can give you guys, the better I've done my job. Um, and that's why I, I focus on not only bringing people within the liberty movement, but people outside the liberty movement to challenge our, our, our own ideas. Um, so anyways, that's my rant there. Let's kind of go towards a part two of the show here. So, um, on Twitter, which if you have not followed me yet is at B Nichols Liberty. Um, so you know, take a second right here, pause the show. Awesome work. Um, go to B Nichols Liberty on Twitter to give that follow. Uh, and you can uh, go ahead and actually contribute to uh, this question I posted on Twitter. Um, not obviously for this show, but in the future when I do involve the audience, when I, for example, had Larry Sharp on the show, um, I had, you know, part of the audience, uh, reach out to, uh, reach out to me, give me some questions for Larry. Um, same thing with Todd Hagopian, who sadly has dropped out of the uh, Libertarian Party chairman race. Um, but when I had Todd in the show to discuss his, his race, um, you know, I had probably 30 or so um, suggestions and questions from the audience. So that was pretty cool to get. But you too can can be a part of that. Again, at Beanicles Liberty. That's on Twitter. Um, I also do stuff on Facebook, but you know, for my interaction with the audience, truly getting to to you know go back and forth with you guys, it is over on Twitter. So again, at Beanicles Liberty. But on to my question um, that I posted uh, on Tuesday night as we're recording. Solo episode tonight. Anything you guys are interested in hearing about or getting my perspective about? And I did get some responses. Um, so I got here, here, I actually I'm, I'm not giving you guys enough time because I posted this at 727. We are recording at 819. So for those of you who got the questions, uh, your questions to me after I'm recording, I apologize. But here are the, the two that came up first. Um, so the first one is from our friend Child Free Libertarian. You can follow them over on Twitter at Colo Libertarian. Um, the federal bill to increase the age to smoke to 21 years is a hot topic right now. Um, yes, if you guys have not been paying attention, um, in the, the federal spending bill, there was a, uh, a proposal to raise the smoking age from 18 to 21. Um, and we had senators, you know, far left senators, such as, you know, the great and only Mitt Romney, um, yes, Republican from Utah, who last night tweeted, uh, and I say again, last night being Monday night, um, you know, let's, let's make this happen. It's like, what, 
I don't know, understand how Republicans can have such a cognitive dissonance when it comes to how how terribly uh, banning things works when the entire argument for you know they're saying you know, gun confiscation cannot happen is because their you know their their black market will exist anyways. It's like well yeah that that's the point and that's why raising the smoking age to 21 the black market's going to exist number one but number two I mean let, let's look at the bans that we have in place federal ban on mar- uh, marijuana that was an utter absolute failure right up there with the rest of the war on drugs um we raised the drinking age to the age of 21 and i i mean i for one know when i was in college there was never able uh for me to be uh, able to access alcohol under the age of 21 you know from 18 to 21 i didn't have a drink because it was not anywhere available for me to, to get of course i mean okay sarcasm aside everybody knows how stupid these arguments are because we all like we all lived in real life. We we've all went to college. I mean, for those of you who did go to college, or even if you didn't go to college, I mean, backyard parties and such, there was alcohol. If you were between the ages of 18 and 21, you could easily access that, and that's that's just reality. But we have do good senators and do good members of the house who think that well, we can do it better this time. We can do it differently this time. And this is going to be the, the, you know, the, the bill that saves so many millions of people's lives. And little do they know that all they're going to do, and I'm going to call it right now, they're just going to incentivize a black market. And we're going to see more and more of, you know, what happened with Eric Garner up in New York back in, I think it was 2014, 2015. Um, I could be wrong in the, the date there and I apologize. Um, but where he was selling you know, loose cigarettes on the street, which is considered quote unquote illegal, um, and ended up getting taken down by the police. And he famously said, I can't breathe and ended up passing away. Um, and I say passing away, he was murdered. He, he was truly murdered by the, the, the cops for, for selling a, a product that is legal for him to own, but he was selling it on the street in the black market. That's what's going to happen here is you're going to have kids selling cigarettes to other kids. Um, I say kids, you know, 21 selling them to, you know, 18 year olds in, in high school who will then sell that to kids that are 16 and 15. And it's, it's just going to become this again, black market. Like we're seeing with, you know, the, uh, the THC industry. I mean, what was going on with the whole vape epidemic was nothing to do with jewel. It was due to, due to the, um, the black market cartridges that are on the, uh, the, the, the you know, dark market where people are you know, getting these, these cartridges that are, you know, cheap, um, I think they're laced with uh, vitamin E acetate to, to like be, basically be a filler substance. And that's what was causing the, the vaping illnesses. And that would not exist if it were not uh, for the war on drugs and, and you know, being completely banned across um, technically the, the federal level. Uh, you know, it makes it so that that market is, is really ha- hard to exist. And it really comes down to state by state. And, you know, that's something I think we need to, as <laughs> Liberty warriors, to help have that conversation with our, our friends on the right, just point out how these examples of of you know prohibition, of banning things, of raising drinking age or whatever it may be, they, they don't work. They do not have the desired outcome that they thought they were going to have at their onset. I mean, I think it was Milton Friedman to paraphrase basically says, you know, we need to stop judging policies by their intentions and start about, uh, judging them by their outcomes. And, and that's so true because, you know, we look at the, the war on drugs or the war on poverty or the war on terror. Go Basically, if you declare war on anything, you're probably going to lose um, that war because it's it's going to be an ineffectual war. Um, I mean, heck, we want to really go down that rabbit hole. That's one thing, again, to my, my friends on the right. I say, you know, how, how can you look at it with a straight face and say, look at the federal government cannot be uh, the federal government that will dictate what's going to happen across all of America because they do everything wrong. Look at the VA and you'll list off the VA, the IRS, the, um, the FDA, the the EPA, you'll list off all these 
quote unquote terrible government organizations and then you'll say but we can do the war on terror right we can we can go over there into foreign countries that we know nothing about and we can make them work that and I, I don't get it I don't know how we can have such a gap in in fundamental understanding of how terrible the government is at doing its job like the government is one of the largest bureaucracies actually no it is the largest bureaucracy in the world our government is you know trillions times more in terms of what we spend every single year than you know any pretty much country behind us like by a lot it's it's not even close our military spending alone is you know i think it's what all the next 10 countries combined is our military spending for one year based on their one year uh, spending like that's that just speaks to number one how ridiculously inflated our military is but number two it also speaks to you know what what uh, Dwight Eisenhower mentioned was beware of the, the military industrial complex where this perpetual war has has started to create more and more and more of, of these corporatist uh, relationships between you know the the, the market with these arm armed companies and then with the, the the politicians and you see it never end I mean that's why you have uh, members of Congress who can be, be I forget the congressman's main name he was up in uh, Long Island I believe and he was a, a you know far left Democrat and he kept on winning every single year in a Republican district and, and the reason was is because every year he would go and vote for I believe it was a Grumman Aerospace um, contract that his district would receive every single year without a doubt he would always bring it home and I mean that right there just shows how not only flawed the system is, um, but how dangerous it is, how easy it is to see a politician be able to get bought off. I mean, if you want your seat every year and you know you have to just vote for this one bill, you can you can go ahead and, and sell your soul to the devil just to keep on doing that over and over again to guarantee that you're going to keep on winning re-election. Um, and, and that's something I think that Republicans need to have a really you know big come-to-Jesus moment and realize is that you cannot in one breath say, Look at all these terrible things the government does because it's so inefficient on, uh, you know, in, in managing the, the bureaucracy in terms of actually producing a product or, or a service. And then in, in the next breath say, but not the same thing for our military, uh, our military engagements. That was a fun rant. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, let's see. The other question was from a good friend of our show and, and former guest, Eric Larson, Dr. Eric Larson. Um, now for those of you, I need a drink of water. Pardon me. Now, for those of you, see, this is the part usually when I'm under an interview that I edit out because that part, actually, it's not true. I don't really necessarily edit it out. Usually, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there with the mic off listening to the guests talk, and I can take a big drink of water, cough, and, and I would be mute on them, and they wouldn't hear me either. So, you guys are seeing truly what happens behind the scenes. This is a really cool moment. Anyways, uh, Eric Larson, friend of the show and friend of, uh, a good friend, actually, personal friend of Congressman Justin Amash. Um, now, Congressman Amash, who was also on the show, uh, right before, actually, he jumped ship from being a Republican to being an independent, um, discussing his belief that Trump should be looked at for uh, impeachment. And Dr. Larson uh, responds, uh, you know, hey, one thing to look at is the implica- implications, impli- implications, there we go. Don't mind that. That was a mini stroke. Um, Implications of Amash taking on the role of impeachment manager. What's the upside for him and the risks? Does it help or hurt if he decides to run in the LP? Does it maybe matter whether or not the trial goes well? All right, let's tackle this one by one, Eric. So what's the upside for him and the risks? Upside for him, national stage. Um, 
definitely gives him more of a um, more of a, of a presence in the 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 dog and pony show, right? So Congressman Amash has been one of those voices constantly behind the scenes, you know, whether it's his, uh, you know, advocacy for ending FISA, um, whether it's his, you know, being strongly against uh, the, the mass surveillance state or, or our overseas wars. He never really has been one of those faces, right, on on the, you know, C-SPANs of the world. He's not out there like your Jim Jordans or your uh, Mark Meadows. He's not out there like your... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Ilhan Omar. He's kind of just behind the scenes being a principled libertarian and and kind of just doing his thing and trying to promote liberty best he can, right? So I think the upside for him would be some FaceTime with the American people. I think that will give him a chance to put not only his his you know face out there with the name, but also will give him a chance to kind of uh, showcase some of his bona fides as it comes to... Uh, his, his legal uh, knowledge, but also um, he can kind of show off some of his libertarian knowledge. Uh, I think, you know, it might be a good chance for him to, uh, you know, even ask some tough questions or, or you know, lead the the conversation to, you know, ask Democrats some, some um, difficult questions, which would, you know, be nice to see a, a truly, you know, nonpartisan being an independent leading the proceedings. Now, as for the risks, right? The risks are uh, he then becomes the face of this, uh, this, impeachment, never Trump kind of, uh, fervor out there. Um, we see, we've seen what, what has really become of Adam Schiff when it comes to being on the, the right, right? The right looks at him as, you know, a shifty Schiff, um, or as Trump will, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> Trump's tweets, they're, they're just always something so special. Uh, he, he, what's he called Adam Shit? Like he spells it, uh, S-C-H-I-T-T. Um, so shish, sh- like, like, sh- like shick quattro, but, but, the uh, the bowel movement um, of, of sorts. But uh, I, I could easily see uh, Justin Amash kind of being painted as the the like the, the, the Senate's version of um, I'm not I'm sorry, not the Senate's version of, of the the entire proceedings version of, of Schiff, right? Um, I mean, we also saw what the right did with, with the Trump defender in a, my you know home congresswoman, uh, Elise Stefanik, where she she made it a point to say, I'm going to stand up for the, the president. I'm going to you know, be one of his loudest supporters. And she made it a point to, you know, be the face of that in the, uh, the, the house, uh, committee hearings. And I mean, that's, that's ultimately the risk that, that Justin would, would be playing is if he does decide that he wants to you know take on that role, that there are people both on the left and the right who will, um, incorrectly and intentionally so label him as something that he is not. Um, and in, in the reality in politics, it's, it's branding, right? And I, I would be weary to see the brand of Justin Amash being, you know, the, the true libertarian voice up there with Congress and me in Congress. Uh, I don't want to see that tarnished in any way. Um, what's the upside for, oh, I answered that one. Uh, does it help or hurt if he decides to run in the LP? Um, honestly, it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> um, I mean, think about it, right? So for the more uh, the more establishment, the the hoity toities of the libertarian um, the libertarian national committee, um, and 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 the delegates, right? That that's the the, the folks that really are going to be playing the role in deciding who is going to be the next candidate for the LP as president. Um, for Amash, I think it might win some of them over. 
seeing him in that kind of a role because it, it just kind of gives him the uh, it gives him the status right of, of being someone with with credibility. I actually discussed this. I forget who I discussed it with. Um, you know, when you have conversations literally all the time with people, you kind of forget sometimes who you talk to. Um, but I was talking about one of the things about libertarians in terms of who they're looking to nominate is that they want to nominate somebody who's, you know, ideologically pure, but somebody who, well, I say libertarians are saying this, a lot of people within the movement, but primarily are looking more at the liberty, like the liberty pure, uh, libertarian purity tests. Whereas I think what we need is somebody who also has a layer of credibility and that credibility being in this case, it'd be, you know, being a member of Congress or member of the Senate or being a former governor. Um, I think this could add to that credibility. Now, on the flip side of that, there are a, a, a I don't say a strong movement, but there's definitely a, a good portion of libertarians who are looking at this um, as the the you know what do they call it the uh, the the witch hunt. Yeah, the witch hunt, the uh, the impeachment witch hunt. Um, which I see the merits in the argument. I mean, I when people ask me like Brian, what do you think about this impeachment? I, I say it's political theater. It's it's fundraising. That's all it is. Like. Trump has fundraised a butt ton on this impeachment. And so has the left. Like, this is nothing but political theater. But <laughs> with that being said, yes, Trump did Trumpy things, which I think we all can kind of expect to be, you know, that it's it is what it is, right? Um, and it looks icky, but also you can definitely see where the establishment, which I mean Congressman Massey said it himself on my show back earlier this past, or I guess last month, um, the deep state is real. So to, to know that the deep state is real, that it is something that's there, we, and just hearing with all the, the breakdown of Jim Comey, um, you know, with the uh, the report from from Horowitz, um, you know, looking at how improperly these these FISA applications were were put in and how, you know, there were, were parts that were, were focusely, or uh, not focusly, uh, purposely changed to... Uh, go after like Carter Page, for example, like purposely omitted, omitting the fact that he was working with the FBI. I think it's the FBI or the CIA. It's one of the three letter agencies. Um, but like he was actually working with them. They like cut that part out. So it looked like he was just an like a foreign asset, right? Within the Trump administration's camp or well, not the administration. It was the, uh, the, uh, the campaign at the time. Um, so that group of, of libertarians, I totally get that they're like looking at this whole impeachment thing thinking this is just the deep state that we preach against all the time just rearing its ugly head and going after Trump. And that's not a defense of Trump. It's more so a defense of what's being done to him. Um, and actually, a great debate <laughs> a debate on this uh, was between, <laughs> it wasn't really a debate. I, I'd say that, you know, kind of jokingly, um, but it was between Chris Bangle and, um, oh my gosh, uh, I I don't want to dead name, dead name him, uh, but Dennis, um, Reinhold, that's his name. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. Uh, so, um, they had a, 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 not really a debate, but more of a, a heated, um, differing of opinions where Chris was, you know, laying out the, the, I don't see the impeachment argument here. And Dennis was laying out the, you know, here's why it would be impeachment. Um, so that was a really fascinating thing to listen to because I was like, I get both of these, like, I get both of these arguments. I see the merits of both side. Um, so it, I'm still kind of up in the air myself. Uh, but to answer the question, Eric, does it help or hurt? Um, I think just like it is nationally, it, you're going to get a little bit of both. You're going to get some people who in, within the Liberty Movement are saying, good, take him out, um, like like the Reinholds, but also you're going to get people who are saying, 
Justin's just he's in embracing and supporting this you know deep state and this attempted deep state coup this, this you know phony witch hunt on the on impeachment um and then you're gonna see that on both sides and I think it's it's kind of kind of probably wash out even um in terms of help or uh you know not helping him in the libertarian party and then the final one was a uh, does it ma- uh, maybe matter whether or not the trial goes well um I mean honestly I, I don't see any way that this trial goes well in any respect um i mean we know for a fact what's going to happen right it's going to go through the house fine and then it's going to go to the senate and be voted down that's it i mean that that's literally it. that that's what's going to happen um so depending on the speed at which they want to run through the trial uh i mean that's where justin would have a chance to shine um but that being said um, if the goal for the Democrats, as I've heard, has been the goal is to get it done by the end of the year, um, you know, is it enough time for him to really, you know, really have the chance to shine? I, I don't I don't think so. Um, so I, my, my personal belief would be to to kind of just sit this one out and uh, just kind of participate from the sideline instead of being the face of this. Let the, you know, the the prominent Democrats and the prominent Republicans duke it out and and then, you know, find the people who are saying this is stupid and we're tired of it because they're all there. Um, find those people and focus on them saying, look at how, you know, we're focusing on political theater that's doing nothing more than than fundraising for both the, the left and the right. We have, we have starving children in Yemen and they're starving because of this war from the Saudis that we're, we're, we're actually supporting financially. Let's let's focus on that. Let's also focus on ending the, the failed war on drugs that puts millions of nonviolent Americans behind bars every single year. Um, you know, let's focus on ending the, the perpetual war on on terror that has no clear endpoint. And it's putting, uh, you know, not only millions of, of foreigners lives at risk, but, you know, thousands of Americans who not only go overseas to, to bleed and die for, for you know, for missions that aren't ours, but then have to come home and deal with the, the repercussions of, of their serving the PTSD, the loneliness. Um, you know, it, you listen to, to Jason Stapleton kind of talk about, you know, his experience working with, with vets, um, that, that come home and how it's, it's so hard. Um, you know, that's something that's real. It's something that needs to be, uh, focused on. I think that's a great opportunity for Justin to do so is, is be the different voice. Um, so there you go. There's, there's a free, you know, marketing consultation right there for, uh, for Congressman Amash, not that he asked nor needs it. Um, so, so, uh, so anyways, uh, at that, you know, no, I want to, to wrap up. So, um, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this kind of different one-on-one, uh, for the episode today of the Brian Nichols show. Um, if you did, I would appreciate an email. Um, let me know. Brian at com. Send me an email. What your thoughts were in the episode is a little different, right? But I think it's fun. Um, definitely looking forward to next year, guys. This is the last time you're going to hear from me. Until the new year, I'm going to do a, an airing of uh, my appearance on Friends Against Government podcast, um, uh, which was, I think, three weeks, two weeks ago, um, where I, I helped Bird and Carr realize that the song Dominic the Donkey actually exists. Um, and it will forever get stuck in their head and haunt their, 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 you know, souls and dreams. Um, so, uh, so Dominic the donkey episode, a lot of fun over there, um, with, with those guys at friends against government. Uh, but next year, I mean, as we start 2020, Again, we're going to hit the ball running. Uh, more great guests, more interesting conversations with, not to steal Matt Kibbe's line, but mostly interesting people, um, you know, from journalists to economists to activists to entrepreneurs um, to, to inventors, um, you know, 
I don't I don't know who else will be reaching out to you because I, I I don't even know what's gonna happen next week in our world because it's going wild and crazy. But all I ask, guys, is that you strap in and get ready for another fun-filled year of the Brian Nichols Show. So, with that being said, again, find me on uh, social media, on Facebook, and on Twitter. If I haven't been banned on Facebook by now, um, at B Nichols Liberty. Um, at, again, at both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you liked my reading of some of the uh, the comments and uh, reviews, if you will, of the show. Go over to Apple Podcasts. You too uh, can leave a, a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it too, if, especially if it's a five-star review um, and a productive one. Like, hey, the pop filter. Uh, that <laughs> Good stuff. Um, and then also, folks, if you are interested in becoming a, a supporting listener of The Brian Nichols Show, there's two choices. One, actually, that's not true. There's three now. Ha! One, a uh, one-time PayPal donation is always awesome. Um, $5 is, is you know great, even if it could be that one-time donation. I understand it's the holidays, but again, this is how we get new equipment, um, how we look at, you know, doing new things, um, you know, expanding the show and so forth. Um, but also, uh, one thing you can do if you want to kind of support more libertarian media is become a, a supporter of the We Are Libertarians Patreon. Um, I'm not supporting, I'm not promoting mine right now because the We Are Libertarians Patreon is, is truly what keeps all of the lights on, Right. Um, Chris Spangle covers everything and it's through the Patreon dollars. Um, so if you guys would be so kind to become a, uh, you know, a, a continuing uh, supporter of not only the Brian Nichols show, but other great shows like the, we are libertarians podcast, boss hog of Liberty. Um, I know Chris is doing a lot right now with legal, uh, legions and legends, which is a side project of his, but you know, to help Chris, you know, be able to support these shows while he looks at doing other shows and bringing our names out there. I mean, he's doing so much great work with Miss Pat. Um, you know, they were on Joe Rogan back, like I think it was two or three months ago. And that's just cool to think that here, you know, Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians Network is a part of a podcast that was on Joe Rogan. Like, that's just cool to think about. Um, you know, he, he, they're one of the tops in the, in the comedy section um, over on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, too. So, I mean, if you if you could be so kind to support the big channel, that'd be awesome. But then the third uh, the third way, and this is a way that I... Um, you, you guys have probably noticed over the past year or so, we've been getting sponsors, which is cool. I couldn't have sponsors without you guys being so supportive as an audience. Um, so what I'm going to ask you guys to do is please support the shows that sponsor. Um, so for example, good friend of the show, Remzo uh, Martinez, in his awesome, awesome, cannot recommend it enough new book, How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship. I, I tagged that in the beginning of the show, but you can also scroll down in the show notes and click on um, the link. It's a, an exclusive link to um, a, a supporting uh, listeners page uh, for all audience of the Brian Nichols show to get a special uh, edition of the book at $17.76 and it's signed by Remzo. It makes an awesome stocking stuffer or an awesome gift. So if you could guys not only support Remzo this month, but as we have more and more sponsors, go ahead, uh, support them and let them know that, you know, the Brian Nichols show sent you their way. Um, again, the more sponsors we get, the more we can grow the show. I mean, that's really what we're looking to do is, is advance our message and our, our beliefs beyond our libertarian echo chambers, reach more people, talk to more people, and, and hopefully change more people's hearts and minds. And again, leave people feeling educated, enlightened, and informed. So with that, guys, enjoy next week's um, episode from my appearance on a Friends Against Government podcast. Uh, but hey, this is the last you're going to be hearing from me. Um, as we wrap up 
2019. It's been a freaking blast. I'm looking so forward to 2020. I mean, we have Congress and Amash, Congress and Massey, uh, and a slew of amazing other guests that we've had in the show this past year. I cannot wait to see what 2020 holds. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining me here on The Brian Nichols Show. So signing off for 2019, we'll see you next year. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.